Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Coming up on In-Flight Snack, another build-up just to let me down. That's what the Jets do. They build you up just to disappoint you. I was in the stadium. I was there. I was hyped up. I was excited. I got there two hours early. Like everyone said, Fireman Ed and blah and all that. Excited to go watch the Jets play football. And I actually had confidence that Zach Wilson would have his best game against the worst defense in the NFL. Instead, he had one of his worst games we've ever seen. And it's unfortunate because the Jets now find themselves in another position where they have to win a game and they have to just kind of try and stay afloat. And I'm mad about it. I think that came through on the episode. It's unfortunate. I talked to my friend Will Parkinson about what the Jets can do and where they can go from here. What will they do? Uh, I'm not sure. It's all frustrating, but that's the episode today. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I have nothing positive for you today. So if you're one of those people who's still looking at all the positives and all that and excited about you know everything, that'll come down the road. There will be more positive episodes than today's episode because I do believe this defense is special and there's some special players on the offense and special teams and We'll have better times, but today's not one of them. And so uh, here it is. Here's the episode. All that and more coming up right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live action betting and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing, and Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code BELIEVE for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Third line ready. The snap clean, the placement down, the kick is up, and the kick hooks to the left, but it's gone! He's got the angle. He's got blockers. Powell working the sidelines. Powell goes all the way. Touchdown, Jets. Yo, it's Quinn Williams here, and you listen to In Flight Snack on the Believe Podcast Network. Let's make sure we play like the New York Jets. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Welcome back to In Flight Snack, a New York Jets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Rami Lavi. Bilal Powell is not here today, as you see. So um, just me solo today, although we had a great guest join us, Will Parkinson. He was the first guest uh, from the Turn on the Jets podcast. He's a great uh, Jets content creator on Twitter, social media, and also a media member. So really good stuff from him. We talked a lot about Zach Wilson, um, and that's really what there is to talk about. It's unfortunate that we're doing this again. and. I don't want to be here and a lot of Jet fans are mad at me now on social media for 
being the Zach Wilson hater, quote unquote. I don't see myself that way. But it's another night, another time where we're going to MetLife Stadium. There's an incredible atmosphere. We go in there. All the fans are fired up. I'm fired up. We have, I'm meeting with Quincy Anunwa before the game. I'm talking to Bilal, FaceTimed him from the field. We're like, yo, this is crazy. We're here. We're going nuts. Everyone's really excited. There's an energy. There's a vibe. It's another Monday night game. The celebrities are out. And right away, you felt the devastation. The Jets go three and out on their first drive after forcing a three and out. Great job by the defense, as always. And then they punted away. And of course, because this guy was the, was special teams player of the week and everyone's all excited about him, guess what he does? He gives up a punt return for a touchdown. Now, I know it's not all on him, but it was so inevitable. And you knew right away, you got that feeling like, oh boy, here we go again. And the Jets go on offense. And the most exciting part of the game, the most exciting part of the game was a roughing the passer call because the Jets hadn't had a roughing the passer call against them in two years, over two years. So they get a roughing the passer call. And then right away, Garrett Wilson fumbles. The defense holds again. And then Zach Wilson fumbles. They come down. The Chargers do and score. And that was it. The game is over because every time this team hypes us up. And by the way, credit to the Jets fans. They came out. They were fired up. They were early. They were there. They were in their seats till the end. They were ready for this game. And this was a fan base that was so excited, so excited to get ready to go. And even at the end of the game, when they're down 17-3 at the half and the crowd is making a ton of noise, trying to get the Jets going on third downs. And oh, they're going nuts. And then the Jets get the offense again. They go on a seven-minute drive down the field. And it ends with Zach taking a couple sacks, knocking them out of field goal range. And it's just like mind-numbing. It's the same thing over and over and over again with this kid. The mistakes, the mental errors by this team. They're not prepared to play. I was sitting there before the game and I was talking to a friend of mine and, and I was like, I don't understand how a team could ever come out flat. A team says, oh, we just weren't ready to play tonight. The amount of hype that was in the building, especially at home, the amount of hype, the the how fired up the crowd was, everyone, the, the atmosphere that everything created. And again, shout out to the Jets fans. And then you come out flat. You come out like you're not ready to play football. Like, how does that even make sense? How does that even happen? And it happens again with this team because every time they reel us in, every time they bring us back in, they disappoint us again. And I, I'm I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it as a Jet fan. It's frustrating. And we talked, I'm not even going to talk about the quarterback because we talked all about that with Will Parkinson, but it's so frustrating as a Jet fan to get reeled back in. And I'm going to do it again. I know I'm going to do it again because I root for this team. I'm not going to stop watching the games. That's ridiculous. I'm a Jet fan. This is what it is. This is my life. I get it. I love being a Jets fan and I love the Jets, but every time you feel like they have something special to do or they can accomplish something. We're talking about the division yesterday. That's what we were talking about Monday morning, Bilal and I. So I guess that's, I don't even know. It's Tuesday evening now. But, and now, <laughs> now you're talking about, again, the same things, falling out of the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers, why would he come back? Why is there a reason for him to come back? And the lack of accountability where if you can't hold the top player, the quarterback who's supposed to run everything, you can't hold him accountable. You can't hold everyone else accountable. I don't know what you want. Alan Lazard, the penalties, the drops, it's unacceptable. The offensive line wasn't great. The pre-snap penalties, because they tried to change the entire offense to fit Zach Wilson to make him be better. You can't make him be better. But because they tried to change the entire offense, go hurry up, it ended up there's confusion before every single play because they decided not to huddle because that's how Zach's been better. I never saw, I said to someone, I never saw a slower hurry up offense in my life or a slower no huddle. They're still, the clock's winding down, 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 on, this, on the play clock because guess what? He's not organized and he doesn't know what he's seeing. You're going to have a kid who doesn't know how to re read a defense, play hurry up and try and make the calls at the line of scrimmage. 
just ridiculous. And everyone on the team has to be perfect. And it hurts everyone on the team. And this Chargers team is not good. This Chargers team actually played really poorly. Will Parkinson, who's coming on in a, in a few minutes, um, he talked about it. He said, on he, he tweeted this out. Let me just find the tweet real, real quick because his tweet was very poignant. He's like, they hold held Justin Herbert. I think it was to 130-something yards. Yeah, here it is. They held Justin Herbert to 136 passing yards and was sacked five times, and you lost by three scores. The Chargers didn't play well, but it's what NF, every NFL team is starting to realize that they don't have to be good. They don't have to play well. The Jets will beat themselves. And again, the Jets are beating themselves. Zach Wilson has zero feel for the game. I don't. Again, I don't want to talk about it, but if this kid starts again, everyone's job should be on the line. I don't blame Zach Wilson. He's just not good at football. He's not a good NFL player. He never will be. That's for sure. We can, Three years in, can we say that? Can we all agree he's not a good NFL quarterback and never will be? I hope we can all agree on that. But the people who are going to keep coming out and keep saying, well, you know, I don't know, give him time. We got to keep starting him. We could win other ways. Enough of that. Just bench him. And you're you're guaranteed to have a better shot at winning with Trevor Simeon, who someone else tweeted this. Like, I think has 42 touchdown passes in 100 in 30 career starts. And Zach Wilson in 30 career starts has like 12, something like that. Like, it's ridiculous. It's enough already. And the Zach Wilson truthers, I'm sitting on the train ride last night and I have the Zach Wilson truthers on my ass telling me over and over again, like, oh my God, how could you, you got to back this kid. He's a, you got to like, oh my God, no. Somebody wrote this. Somebody replied. This is actually a funny tweet. Also replied to one of the Zach Wilson truthers who's been in my mentions and on Twitter and going at me. He says, football isn't for you. Being completely honest, if you watch that game and you came away with that take, in year fucking three, you're talking about the kid like he's a rookie. Just give it up, man. I love the line, football isn't for you. Because if you can't see how fucking bad Zach Wilson is, this little shit is losing us the game and then has the audacity to stand up there and be like, you know, guys, you got to give the Chargers credit, man. I mean, they're really good. No, they're not good. They were bad against every team. They're the worst offense or the worst passing defense in the NFL. And the only guy who couldn't do anything against them is you. That's it. You're the only quarterback who sucked against this defense. That's it. No one else. And I can't handle it anymore. The last time they actually had a touchdown drive was in the Kansas in the Kansas City game, which is going to remain one of the greatest anomalies ever. But you watch guys like Aiden O'Connell and Josh Dobbs and Tyson Bajan even, and they can put together competent offense against anyone. And Zach Wilson can't. So what are you watching? Football's not for you. I'm sorry. If you still see Zach Wilson, just don't watch football anymore because you're not very good at it. And I'm sorry to say that. I don't want to chase people away from the podcast and chase people away from the show. I knew I was going to be talking in circles about Zach Wilson, just get infuriated for no reason. We're going to talk to Blal on Thursday again. I don't even know what there is to talk about anymore because if they're going to keep starting this kid and keep being stubborn and keep saying, no, he's not the only problem and coach speak like they're giving us and Robert Salas giving us, and I don't know who's making this decision. And maybe it's Woody Johnson who's like, hey, no, you have to start him. You drafted him. Otherwise, if you don't, like they brought in Aaron Rodgers. They made the decision to move on from him already. So just move the fuck on. Bring whoever it else is it is in here. Bring in Trevor Simeon. I don't care. Every single quarterback who played in this offense, who played for this team, has looked better than Zach Wilson the last three years. Whether it was Joe Flacco, whether it was Mike White, whether it was Chris fucking Strevler. Everyone has looked better than this kid. I would I, honestly, I would go trade for Danny DeVito if I could. You saw 
um, Carson Wentz just signed with another team today. You have a guy on your roster and you're not even dressing him because it's going to hurt his confidence. You know what? The time that Zach Wilson actually played his best football was after you hurt his confidence. His little pressure, precious little feelings and emotions that he has that he can't hurt his, you can't ruin his confidence. Guess what? After Joe Namath came out and told him that he's a piece of shit quarterback, which he is, and he still is. That's when he had his best game against Kansas City. So maybe you should start. And Robert Sala is standing there on the sideline doing nothing and saying nothing. It's going to cost you your job. I don't care how bad the Giants are this year. I want to see if I, if I saw Brian Dable grab Zach by the face mask and look him in the eyes and say, dude, what the hell are you doing? That's what I want. And we're never going to see it from this kid. And it drives me insane. It's inferior. And I, I'm sure you hear it in my voice. It's just, it's so frustrating. And I, and I know if... Bilal was on here, he'd be saying the same thing. So you could tell me, oh, I'm a NARP or whatever you want to call me. I don't know anything. Well, I don't know. That's what this kid is. It's what he's been. And he's holding this team back and he's going to cost them a chance to actually do something special because Rodgers looks like healthy. And I, I hate the storylines with Rodgers now because I think it's so stupid and we're wasting our time with it because this team's not going to be in a position to bring him back if they continue to play like this with this kid. Um, so instead of continuing to yell, I'll let you hear from Will Parkinson. Let you hear him yell, like I said, great guy great Jets media member. Um, and uh, he joined me on the show to break down what we saw last night from Zach Wilson. So he's coming up right after this. So Bilal's not here today, but joining us again is the first ever guest on this podcast and a someone who's become a great friend of the podcast. And I appreciate you doing this again, Will Parkinson. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Keep, uh, keep you been crushing it. So glad to, glad to be on. Not Quentin Williams or, or Bilal Power, Quincy Nuno, but I'll have to do. <laughs> appreciate it. I should have met you before the game, but I was hanging out with Quincy and Nunwa. It was pretty fun. We kind of walked around, got to go into the stadium with him with his like uh, you know, VIP entrance. It was such a, it was a cool experience seeing all the fans um, come over to him and him taking time to take pictures with everyone. It was really fun. So awesome. he's a good dude. I, I wish that wasn't the highlight of the, uh, of the evening though. Yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those games that it's frustrating, man. I, I don't, it's tough. I, I just talked about it on my own pod. It's like, if you told me the Jets held the, you know, Justin Herbert to 107 net passing yards and zero touchdowns, and the Jets made all their field goals and did throw an interception, like they probably win in 27 to six, but um, they were putrid on offense. They were lifeless, whatever the adjective you want to use. They were not good last night on offense. I don't think anybody played particularly well. I mean, McKay Beckton had a nice day. Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall had their moments, but it wasn't their best day. Tyler Conklin had his moments, but not his best day. So, um, Look, there's a lot of blame to go around on the offensive side of the football. It's just we do this thing where, like, we with every other position and every other team in the NFL, we look directly at the quarterback and we say, like, we give them all the praise and all the hate, right? Tua gets all the hate when the Dolphins lose. It's not because the, the Dolphins defense is not very good. It's never because the offensive line is not good. It's never because Mike McDaniel gets all the praise and never gets any criticism. It's always Tua's fault. And I'm not a, I don't think Tua is as good as everybody else does, but he's been amazing this year, right? But when Tua does well, it's Tyreek Hill, it's all this stuff. The Jets is the opposite. <laughs> when they do bad, it's everybody else but Zach Wilson's fault. And when they do well, it's it's just Zach Wilson. Um, it, it's just, it's a weird, I used this reference on, on my pod last week. Um, and you, I know you're a big NBA guy. You'll appreciate this. I am. That, that 90, that 90, 10 rule of like the Josh Smith, Russell Westbrook, 90% good, but the 10% bad kills you, right? That's why they're not viewed as like that elite level player or, or in their prime, obviously. 
Yep. Zach's the opposite. And last night you got none of the 10% good. And like the Giants game, you got the 10% good. Those couple throws, obviously late in the game, they win the football game. They're lucky, but they win. Who cares? Right. You, you move on. Um, yesterday was kind of just like all of the bad stuff. It felt like a lot of last year. It felt like the Jags game last year. It felt like some of the Lions game, the Patriots game and some of last week too, where that, that internal clock all of a sudden, like has slowed down again, where like ball's not coming out. He's taking a ton of sacks. He's getting hit a lot. Again, the offensive line is not innocent here. And Nate Hack had drawn up these long developing, you know, three man routes. It's like, dude, get the ball out of his hand. But again, um, and I'm kind of rambling here. It's just, it's frustrating looking at that game last night and going, man, like, could Zach have just like gotten the ball a little quicker? Could he like use his legs a little bit there and man a lot? I don't know. It was very frustrating. Yeah. And like you said, I want to jump into this because this was something I was going to bring up is the Zach truthers out there. I don't understand how you don't see it. It's crazy to me that you're watching quarterbacks, and I wrote down a list of guys like Josh Dobbs with off of no practice, right, with the team, and a guy like Hall who was starting before him, and Taylor Heineke, and Sam Howell, and Aiden O'Connell, and even Tyson Badgett and P.J. Walker, all these guys, and they can put together a competent drive, and this kid can't even do that. So at some point, it is on the quarterback. We blamed you know, the offensive coordinator last year, you blame the offensive coordinator this year, you blame the receivers last year. Now it's these receivers. And the same thing with the offensive line, no matter who's back there, shuffling all those things. There's one constant in all of this. And it's I don't understand. Three years. It's yeah. Three and years I don't understand how people thing. don't see it. Yeah. Just look, I, I'm not blaming Zach is a backup now, right? Like, okay, sure. Even if you treat him as a backup, he's not been a good backup this year. Like exactly. It's what's, that's what's, I think what's tough is like, it's boring to beat up on Zach all the time. It's annoying. I don't want to have the same conversation. Over. Like I, I don't want to do it, but this is the, the reality we're in. It just felt like there's a lot of opportunities. Like I don't know if any other team, in the NFL, like Zach Wilson has better job security than pretty much any quarterback in the league. And I, I'm just not sure like why, um, yeah. I asked this question. I was on a, a different show this morning and I was like, I was a huge Sam Darnold guy. Like I, that'll always be the guy. Like if anyone wants to dunk on me on Twitter, like I was a huge Sam Darnold guy, but like same here, Sam, Sam had a lot of moments and there was these stretches where you're like, he actually played really competent football. It's obviously the, you know, the rookie year stretch for the four games. He was like a top five quarterback. And there was these other moments where you'd see it and it'd be full game lengths of like 300 yards, two or three touchdowns, like limited interceptions, a couple flash plays. You're like, Oh, Again, Sam was and the way Bilal and, and Quincy talk about him. Yeah, like yeah. this kid was great. He yeah. was the issue. There was like, don't get me wrong, he was not great. <laughs> like uh, at yeah. the end of the day, right? Like he had his moments, and was, obviously there's a reason he got traded. But like, I don't feel like people defended him with this amount of like anger. I just I don't know what this the attachment to Zach is a little confusing, and I've just never really figured out why. I know he's homegrown. Again, I know there's that redemption story everyone's been hoping for, but I also just don't really understand. Like everyone like gets so up in arms if you say anything about him one way or the other it's either you're a truther or you hate zach so much it's like no nah, man i just i just watched the game where they had six points against a really bad defense that's kind of what i saw exactly i'm not a i don't hate zach i i don't like i like him i'm rooting for him i went into the game hoping he'd do well and that's what i said on the podcast on monday like i want to cheer for him and yet this kid he, he makes it impossible um but it's not only the fans. You talked about this. He has the greatest job security in the NFL. How? Like, Robert Sala, he's, is he lying to us? Like, who's making this decision? Who is making the decision right now? I, I can't imagine that it's Woody John, uh, that it's Joe Douglas. I can't imagine that it's Robert Sala. They are NFL uh, offensive coordinators and, and right? There's, there's a head coach. There's a GM. All these people, there's no way they don't see this. They know. I, I tweeted this out today. 
if Robert Sala was the defensive coordinator playing against Zach Wilson, like he'd have a field day. He'd love it. So how how did how come they keep defending this kid? Why? What is it? Like it's gonna cost them their jobs. Yeah, this is this is it's so crazy we're having this conversation because this is the same conversation with last year. Yes. Or after the Jags game, I was like, Robert Sala is gonna lose his job doing a doing a really nice job. He's I think Robert Sala is a good head coach. I don't people can maybe say he's not, and that's whatever. I don't know. He's turned a team that was the worst defense in the NFL two years ago. They are consistently a top two or three unit. I'm not sure there's a better defense right now in the NFL. They've got the best front seven. They've got the best secondary. So I'm not really sure they wouldn't be the best defense. And they've done it too. They made Justin Herbert, Mahomes, Hurts, Allen all have their worst games, potentially of their careers. So um, again, but they're four and four. So like all that matters is wins, right? And like that same thing with Joe Douglas, you can compliment a lot of the things he's done. You know, the, the UDFA fine, some of these late round picks, obviously the 2022 class, we talked about a lot. There's been a lot of misses, though, and all GMs have misses. It just feels like sometimes the Jets are really stubborn with some of these draft picks. It's really in particular that 20 and 21 draft class. They held on to Denzel Mims far too long. They've held they held on to some of these other guys far too long. Right. And that's Zach, obviously, in particular, even Elijah Moore is like the one guy they just they, they literally cut bait because they couldn't figure it like they couldn't deal with it anymore. Um I just, I'm not sure, you know, where the decision's coming from. I'm sure it's all the way up at the top and it's a money perspective. It's a relationship perspective. And I I just don't think Robert Salas, I think he can make, I think he makes decisions. It's not that he is like, this isn't an Aaron Boone thing, but Hmm. I also think that that the quarterback is different than any other position. It's an organizational decision. And also the Aaron Rodgers factor. I don't know how, we don't know how Aaron feels one way or the other. He might say, guys, like, I don't want to see you. I mean, again, I don't know this. I'm just like, but he makes this like, that's why they're not going to fire Nate Hackett because Nate Hackett's a huge reason why Rogers is here. And if Rogers is coming back in six weeks, they're not going to fire his best friend. Like that's not how it works. I can't believe they were able to able to pull off, you know, scratching Randall Cobb. I like, I thought that was never going to happen. So <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know why they, I know why Robert Sala talks so positively about him in press conferences. That's how he talks about everybody. The, he could be a stranger off the street and I'll tell you how hard of a worker he is and all that stuff. That's just who he is. That's why guys love to play for him. He'll never embarrass them. This isn't a day bowl or a Belichick that may, you know, may take some shots at their guys. It also just frustrates me because I feel like he's we've seen him for three years be the Jets head coach. And he's gotten legitimately the worst quarterback play. Like we've seen in a long time over a three year stretch. And it's like, I don't even know if he's a good head coach because the defense looks like he's a good head coach. And some of the development on the offensive side looks good. And the special teams is really good, but they've won 11 games or they've won what 15 games over the last three years. So I don't know. Like I just, that's why I wanted, I think you agree with that. I, I think we talked about this over the summer. Like I was so excited to see what kind of coach is he? Because now he's got Aaron Rodgers. Is it Rodgers? Is it him? Is this mix going to be really good? It looked like it was going to be really promising. I, I hope we get to find out. I, I hope this doesn't cost you know Salah his job at the end of the year because I'd love to see him just get one shot with this even average level quarterback. It looks like Rodgers doesn't want – he's like, hey, I'm coming back, and so don't go to someone else because I'll be back. Just stay afloat. But they're not going to stay afloat with Zach, and they brought in Trevor Simeon, and I don't understand why they brought him in. If they said again today, Robert said, we're not even going to elevate him from the practice squad, so why'd you go out and sign him? Like, that makes no sense to me. Yeah, I, I'm just not sure what was – like, look, I I tweeted before. I was like, I don't even – I didn't think they're, they're not going to bench Zach. I, I know maybe if he has this – the next couple of weeks, it's awful. Maybe it, it gets to that point. But, but for right now – 
benched him. They benched him last year, and yeah, then essentially brought in his replacement. So they already yeah. made that decision. Yeah, I know. But I, maybe this year, I don't like. I just Tim Boyle is not going to play. So I know this that. Is, this, yeah. is, this is what bothers me. Why is Tim Boyle active on game days over Simeon? Exactly. And again, every people were tweeting me before. You don't watch him practice. A, I have watched him practice, and B, <laughs> I've watched Trevor Simeon for the last eight years in the NFL. You know, two years ago, he had eleven touchdowns, three interceptions. I just, I know he's not good. I, I'm not like. Full stop. He is not a good NFL quarterback. I can tell you, Tim Boyle, who had one touchdown and 13 interceptions in his career at UConn over three years with a 48% completion percentage, nice guy, but, you know, good leader, good, you know, locker room guy. He's a terrible quarterback, and he knows he's not very good. I don't know how he's in the NFL still. If he was good that bad, I mean, if he was, like, even decent enough, he'd be warming up at some point during games. Connor Rogers made the yeah. point yesterday on SNY, like – they don't even they're the only team where like you just know there's no chance this guy's getting benched and again maybe it happens eventually but like why is Simeon here then why didn't like why is there not a Josh Jobs a Clayton a Tyson Bayesian anybody that can come in and just say is Zach's confidence that fragile you can't even have a backup that's an NFL quality quarterback behind him because you know we talk about Mike White. Like, if you brought in Joe Flacco right now, they wouldn't even activate him to keep. I don't. It's just. It's really weird. And like, these guys need to win games. The Jets need to make the playoffs. Joe Douglas and Robert Sala might not get fired at the end of the year because of what happened with Rodgers. They're not getting extensions if they don't make the playoffs. Like, regardless of what happens, and I want to see Rodgers come back. I think we all do. If they start dropping games here, which I don't think they will, but if they do, he's not going to push it, right? He maybe he pushes it for his own gain, I guess, at that point. But yeah. um, I, I still think they'll be in it you know, by when he's talking about the Christmas Eve and or the next week, I just, they need to snap out of this like very quickly. This cannot be, they had this little two game spell. We saw it last year. They weren't able to snap out of it. This game on Sunday night is a real test. I, everyone talked about this week. Yeah, it was a test, but again, you know, you could, you, if you dropped one of the two, it's not the worst thing in the world. You can't drop both. So, this team must win game pressures on. We've actually seen them other than last night. Generally this year when the pressure's on, they've played really well, right? They Bill's game, obviously, but then the Eagles game pressure was on the chiefs game. It was like, don't go get embarrassed. Vegas isn't good. <laughs> don't let anything happen against the giants. Will you? They're a very bad team. This is prime time though. If you get embarrassed two weeks in a row on prime time, the seat's going to get hot. That's when it got hot for last for Zach last year. It was fine on the one o'clock windows. Thursday night football getting benched for Chris Trevler. Um, that's when, you know, that's when things get, you cannot get blown out on prime time. No owner is going to you know, sit on their hands during that. It costs them too much money. Well, you know, what's going to happen is Zach's going to play again and they're not going to have a backup quarterback out there with Trevor Simeon. And, uh, they're not, they're just not going to activate him. They already said they're not. So we'll see what happens as the week progresses. Maybe that changes, but I don't think they're going to. And then Zach like, doesn't understand like end of the day, if God forbid something happened to Zach, he rolls his ankle and is out of series. Isn't it just better to have Trevor Simeon? Like I'm getting, I'm not even right. saying bench. I'm not even saying bench that. Just like, just in case, because everyone gets hurt in the NFL a lot. And Zach's exactly been hurt over the last two years. I thought Tim Boyle was going to come in when Zach started running to the wrong sideline. I was sure yeah, he had a concussion. Insane. Did you? Yeah. I was watching. I was like, wait, is he trying to confront someone? What's happening? Yeah. And he got like outside the numbers. Like yeah, he, got he took far. a lot. He got, yeah. Like, yeah. He got dangerously <laughs> close to their sideline. I was like, he's really dinged up. Like and. <laughs> No, this kid is unkillable. I'll tell you that much. I don't yeah. want to see anyone get hurt, but he went right back out the next yeah, series. Was, <laughs> I was nuts. But then I'm like, just it's just the concept of like, look what the Giants just had happen to them two weeks ago. And I don't know why the Giants won't activate Matt Barkley. Like Josh Jobs on three days rest. This it's just this, right. it's so stubborn. Breaker Mayfield last year, you know, Josh Jobs is like a neuroscientist or whatever the hell he is. He's an 
super smart. Baker Mayfield's like not known for like a high football IQ. And he went out last year on three days rest and won a game with the Rams. So like, just let these guys go play football. And it's like, do you want to have a, a, you know, Tommy, whatever his name is, Tommy DeVito situation where like you literally can't throw the football. Like you're not throwing the football with Tim Boyle comes in the game and they're not, it just, this season still matters too much. This isn't a team that like they have no hope. They're a game and a half back at the division. Like you go for it, man. Like who cares? Right. And, and, and why, why would you want to lose that season with this kid? Like, Every single quarterback Football's is not play. baseball and basketball. You can't just like, like the Yankees, like kind of mailed it in, right? Like they, yeah. the trade deadline, they knew they call up the kids. Like what's the worst that's going to happen? Jason Dominguez, obviously towards UCL. Okay. Jason Dominguez didn't, he's going to be back in the beginning of the year. And like, it's and that okay. could have happened in triple a, so it could have happened anywhere. This is like football is a violent game. It's a game that, you know, anything could happen on any single play. And you have prime years on rookie deals of sauce, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, Bryce Huff, Mackay Beckton, like the list goes on and on. Obviously Quinn Williams just got paid, but like CJ Mosey's still awesome. Like he's not going to get any younger. Right. Quincy Williams is playing unreal. They've got health on the defensive side of the football. And even on the offensive side, like, they have good enough pieces to to do be good. Like I'm they're not gonna be so yeah. special. Garrett, Brees yeah. is special. Even the tight end room, like Conklin and Ruckert is a good it's duo. It's good enough, yeah. It's more than good enough. Yes, receipt wide receiver two is not good enough. Okay. But like a lot of teams don't have wide receivers two that are good enough. It just you don't like don't let the seat don't give up on the give up on the season. I feel like we're back where we were week three, where it's like you want to shake them. Like, come on, man. Yeah, it's ridiculous, especially when you consider you're talking about like Alan Lazard. He makes mistakes, but a lot of the mistakes can come back to the quarterback. Like everyone's looking at Lazard's drops and his pre-snap penalties. Well, they decide to run a hurry up offense because that's where Zach looked good last week. So all these pre-snap penalties are partially because of the confusion, right? And I'm not going to give Zach all the, you know, blame him fully for a drop, but he drops a pass because obviously the pass that hits him that's fired in there, right? Instead of throwing it with touch. We talked about that also last week, comparing Teddy Bridgewater to some of the younger quarterbacks at the time. You see the sacks, he's waiting too long. Even the scoop, right? We talked about, like, who was it? Quentin Jefferson, who could have just fallen on a ball and, and he tried to scoop and score. Uh, you tried to scoop and score. Clement, yeah, it's my it was Clemens. Because you have no trust that your offense can score even from the 10-yard line. So, you're, of course, you're not trying to dive on the ball. You're trying to score yourself. Everyone is playing under so much pressure. And Bilal talks about this all the time. You know when there's one guy holding you back, it heightens the pressure on everyone else. Everyone's so got to be perfect. Yeah, it's not entirely on Zach, but it's mostly on Zach. And what I was saying before is we've seen so many other guys come in here, whether it was Chris Strebler, whether it was Joe Flacco, whether it was Mike White, have success in this offense, at least more success, at least be able to move the ball. And Zach Wilson can't even do that. So what are they waiting for? Why would they wait till it's too late? I, yeah, just, I, I can't understand I it. it. I don't get it. And I just, it'll be one of those things that we'll look back on. And I hope we don't look back on as like the big, what if is like, what if they would have made a move or what if they would have done, you know, X, Y, and Z. I, I just feel like, I don't know, Jacoby Brissett with this team. They're probably, they're probably six and two or whatever it is. Yeah. Five and three at worst, six and yeah. two. Um, I, I just, again, I, it's not fun like sit up here and kill Zach. He's not the only thing. Like I have to always reiterate this because people don't know how to listen. Like it, it's not Zach's not the only problem. But I do feel Agreed. like there's just this energy and presence where like they're they, right now the way they win football games is great defense, take the football away, great special teams, be perfect. Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall bail you out, make two or three big plays, you win twenty to four, fourteen every week, and it's worked a good amount of the time this year. The problem is. 
it doesn't work every week. And it not, you can't ask these guys to be special 17 weeks. At some point you do need, you know, good performance from your offense, from the, the, you know, other, you know, other guys around it. You do need a dominant performance from an offensive line. You need a special play from a Xavier Gibson, in the return game, or more importantly, you need the quarterback. I just think people misconstrue. Like I don't, I'm not looking for Zach to be the superhero. They're actually much better when he has 19 completions. And like, exactly. I, think th- I think they're three and oh, if he has over under 20 completions, just be 17 to 25, 180 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Get Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall the ball. Um, don't take sacks. He's starting to fumble a lot, which I'm not sure what's going on there. I know he's in the pocket, but he's fumbled quite a bit the last month. Like, there's no interceptions. Nine times which is on great. The yeah. Yeah. Which, but that's a lot of fumbles, man. Like, like yeah, we're getting lost, Daniel, yeah, we're getting in Daniel Jones territory, like, where it's like no interceptions, but. Turnovers are turnovers. So again, it's not yeah. just to, we're not, to beat up Zach. It's just like, come on, man. We gotta like some you gotta give some energy, some boost, whether it's using Zach in a different way, whether I don't know what the answer is, but like what's happened the last couple of weeks is not working. Yeah, and it, it's gotta take a toll on everyone else, like we said. And the not the fumbles, like he thinks is he dumb, like he thinks we don't see fumbles as opposed to interceptions. He's so scared of throwing the interceptions, so he holds on to the ball and then he fumbles it. And then like the lack of awareness after the game where he's just, again, he's like, I got sacked instead of like, I, I'm taking sacks. Or he's like, you know, this, everyone plays a role in this. We're seeing everyone else. Quinn and Williams after the game had a great game. And he's like, no, I'm upset because we lost. Why can't he take accountability? And you think back the last time they had a touchdown drive was the Kansas City game. Every other touchdown they scored since then was a one-play touchdown, meaning like, you know, a quick handoff or the handoff, obviously, against Philly where they let them score. They haven't had a touchdown drive. Like, go on a drive that's competent and goes downfield. And the Kansas City game is going to be one of the greatest mysteries ever because I don't understand how he looked that good for four drives. And I don't understand how after the game, he was a completely different person. He's like, I take all the blame for this. Like, we haven't seen that kid since then. And we never saw it before. So, for people who point at the Kansas City game, it's just completely the outlier. Yeah, it was kind of like four drives. And it's like, yeah. and in hindsight, it was like really special 20 minutes. And it was awesome. <laughs> exactly. It was, it was amazing. And it was really cool to see. And I was excited for him. I was excited for, you know, the fan base that was like, wow, like we're seeing it. It was like, we have something. We have yeah. something. And then to be honest, like, they didn't touch the ball the last nine minutes because he fumbled at midfield. And that, you know, obviously we, we know what happened there and it's not all Zach's fault, but like he didn't get any blame for that. He look, he fumbled, you know, and fumbled at that point. And it just feels like he plays so like tight uptight and all that stuff. And like, now it's like, is he feeling the pressure? Rogers is back. Like, it's like, it's like you start like just thinking in your head, like what are the, everyone else seems to like love when he's there. And like you, he says all the right things, but now he's getting asked, you know, what if Aaron comes back and takes your job and all that stuff? I don't know. I just like, look at him like, what's going on here like it it's just the last two weeks has been not good and like yeah. I, I again it's it's not all his fault but ever this would happen last year the jets were able to figure it out they got to seven and four and obviously Brees hall goes down but it started teams just started saying i'm just going to blitz zach wilson a thousand times and not respect anything else and it would go horribly and they got to figure that out before it gets too late because again they should win on Sunday. As much as everyone's pissed now, they should win on Sunday. But they're not going to win on Sunday if they play the way they did on, you know, uh, last night on offense. So it just get to five and four, and then you figure out Buffalo, whatever reason, Zach Wilson plays really well against the Bills and has Josh Allen's number at this point. So maybe, I don't know. Anything could happen, right? You've just got this three-game stretch here where, like, can you go two and one? We talked about it. Can they go two and one during that Eagles, uh, Giants, Broncos stretch, I believe? They went three and zero, which is awesome. Uh, now you got to go two and one through this stretch. We always kind of thought maybe it was going to be, um, you know, beating Vegas and 
Vegas and the Chargers and losing to Buffalo, maybe now it's got to be the opposite. Um, you know, early in the year, that first four, you know, it was try to at least, you know, or that first five, I apologize, was like, got to, you know, got to beat a, you know, got to beat one or two of these teams. They end up being Buffalo early on. They bought themselves a mulligan with the Patriots. So it's again, this team yeah. is just, they're in a fine spot, but they're just, they have, there's such a thin margin for error that they need Zach Wilson and everyone on this offense, including the play calling uh, again, like I'm not, that gets not absolved, but yep. he's not going anywhere guys. Cause Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere. And Aaron Rodgers is best friends with Nate Hackett's part of why he's here. So fortunately you're going to have to get used to it. So I think what's going to, I do think they're going to beat the Vegas Raiders. And I think he, Wilson's going to play just well enough for everyone. Cause that's what his best game was after he took the most criticism, right? It was the week that, that uh, Joe Namath called him the worst quarterback ever or whatever he called him. So that was his best game against Kansas city after that. So he'll play just well enough just to suck us all back in. So we're all hyped like we were last night just for them to lose in Buffalo. Because by the way, Buffalo, they lost those Buffalo lost those games to the jets because Josh Allen's taking chances. Now the book, is out on the Jets almost on offense. The game plan changes where teams are just not even trying to take chances against this defense anymore. Like that defense is too good. Let's just not take chances and let the Jets offense go lose the game themselves. And that's what they've been doing. And it's so upsetting. Um, I feel like we're talking in circles about it. So <laughs> I appreciate your time again. I don't want to, I don't hate the kid. Like I don't even hate him. Like I feel almost bad for him. I just don't understand everyone around him who keeps putting him out there. Like, it's just not like, I don't think anything's it's just It's just frustrating and, Hopefully it's a different discussion next week and hopefully the rest of the year, even next six, seven weeks, play competent enough. Maybe you go four and two over the next six weeks or something like that, which I think is very much doable. And all of a sudden you're whatever, eight and eight and six, I guess, with Rogers coming back, you know, everything's oh on the table. But again, if you want to get to that point, it's week by week. The NFL is week by week league and all the ups and downs. That's the way everyone felt. 48 hours ago, the division's on the table, home playoff game, the two seeds on the table. Now they should tank. That's what this would happen. Salah should be fired. Then he's coach of the year. Then he should be fired again. Um, being a being a fan, covering the NFL, whatever it is, is not for the weak minded. So, um, I guess especially if you're a Jet this. fan, yeah, especially if you're a Jet fan. But you know, look, they gotta they gotta figure it out. They got two road games here, and then they come home against Miami. You got to find a way to at least split. Um, if not be two and zero, and all of a sudden the building will be packed on black Friday and people will be excited and rope everyone right back in. So not a whole exactly. again. It's just, uh, got to get better from the top down and specifically the quarterback. You just need to see, like, get back to what he was kind of doing early on in the year where it's like, he felt like he was playing a little looser, checking stuff down. He was making accurate throws and that short and intermediate, his completion percentage has dipped under 60% again. Um, starting to miss some of those screens and or easy passes. If he can get back to at least completing those, you have a shot. It's just, he can't be inaccurate everywhere. Um, and you know, they can't afford it. So let's hope that we see a different performance Sunday. Yeah. All right. So plug what you got to plug. You do a lot of good work all over the place. So uh, do that for us real quick. Yeah. I appreciate it again. You have me on um, TOJ pod uh, and then will PA 11 on, you know, on all socials um, had a pod out today. Just kind of wrapping up what we, you know, kind of a lot of what we just talked about. And then uh, Brad Spielberger of PFF will be in his weekly spot. A um, couple other things, a couple Raiders, uh, folks that cover the Raiders will be on. Um, so a lot of exciting stuff on the pod and um, appreciate everybody, uh, you know, for listening, tuning in. Well, appreciate you coming on. We still have to do it again with Bilal. I promise you that will happen. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get it rolling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. I appreciate you, man. See ya. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you to Will. And like I said on there, um, 
a lot of it, I really think they're going to find a way because this is what the Jets do. This is what being a Jets fan is. You get home at 2 o'clock in the morning furious after being fired up and so excited because the fucking New Jersey transit sucks also. Fuck them. Um, and you get home and you're just upset and you know that they're going to reel you back in. They're going to they're gonna go out to Vegas with their stupid fucking cigars that they're smoking after a win, right? They're smoking cigars like they're so excited because they beat the Giants with Aiden O'Connell. The Jets are going to destroy them. I know it. Zach Wilson's going to play just barely good enough to get by. And then guess what? They're going to go into Buffalo and get smoked by Buffalo. And then the season's going to be over again at five and five. And it's like, oh, what do, now it's the Miami game on a short week. Who do we start? It's going to be the same thing over and over and over again because this is what this team does. They really back in. And I'm not even saying that I'm not allowing myself to get real back in because I know I'm going to because that's part of being a fan. That's that's what it means. But it's just, it's infuriating. It's so frustrating. Um, and I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Send in your fan questions if you have any for um, Thursday's pod with Bilal uh, at Flight Snack. Uh, or I guess the email address is flightsnack24 at gmail.com. And then you can tweet at me at Rami underscore Lavi and at, at Bilal Powell 29. And you can DM us on Instagram also. Uh, so that's on Twitter. You can DM us on Instagram as well. Uh, again, I don't think I'm stupid. I don't think, I think I know football. I think I've watched football. And I don't want to, it sounded like on, I'm blaming everyone's mistakes on Zach Wilson. No, I understand that people have to be accountable for their mistakes, but the mistakes become magnified because of Zach Wilson. And that's a big part of this. And so, uh, it's frustrating, man. I, I don't know what to say. Being a Jets fan is not fun right now. Uh, I hope everyone sticks with the podcast because I want to have fun. I don't want this to be an angry podcast. I don't want this to be a podcast where people are like, oh, we don't want to hear a Jets fan scream and yell about the Jets and how bad they are. No one wants that. I don't want to be doing this right now. This is not how I envisioned this show going. You know, when I started this show, Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback and we we're all really excited about that. And I think we continue to be excited. It's just, um, this is just, uh, you know, unfortunate that this is the way it's gone and this is the way it seems like it's going to be for the next little bit because they refuse to make a change. And that's that's the most upsetting part. Like I said, I'm not mad at Zach. Like Zach is just not good. Like, like that's not his fault that he sucks. I wish he was accountable for it, but why would he be accountable for it when everyone else is telling him, no, he's good and this and that? I don't know. Um so that's 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 really it. That's all I got. Until next time, Bilal is going to join us again. We'll have more guests. We'll do all that fun stuff. So until next time, please like, subscribe, share the podcast. Not my favorite episode. Not what I wanted to be doing today. I promised you that. I'm, I, I take no pride in this. I, I, I'm just mad. And I, I guess I'm happy that I have a place to vent about it. So I appreciate you guys for listening. Hopefully next time we hear you. Uh, it's in much better spirits. And I'll let Rex Ryan lead us out of that episode. Let's go to eat a damn snack. I'm- Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.